I'm not a morning person, Justin. I need about one million cups before I don't want to murder everybody. <laughs> so it takes me a minute to get going. I'm back down at Millwork Commons area. What building is this? Yeah, so this is actually the Hello Apartments building. Okay, ground floor, looking out over the scene. I'm with Justin Krug, and I talked a little bit, if you listened to the podcast with Monsa, I had just done the One Million Cups presentation, and he was there, and it was cool, but I wanted to get deeper into that, and no better person to do that with than my friend Justin Krug, who graciously invited me. I'm a co-organizer, and we have three other co-organizers who are amazing and do a lot of the works behind the scenes, but definitely wouldn't be able to do without them. So Yeah, great team of people and a first-class treatment. If you're not familiar, this happens every Wednesday morning at Millwork Commons, and it's at 8 a.m. There's a networking, mingling session. The One Million Cups refers to coffee. As how did this get started even as a name? It's a unique kind of memorable brand. Yeah, yeah. One Million Cups actually originated and came out of the Kauffman Foundation. They are a huge support network based out of the Kansas City area. As in Kauffman Stadium of the Royals, I believe, right? Yes, yes. yeah. That kind of money. Oh, yeah. So well-funded, supported, and their mission is all around educating, inspiring, and connecting entrepreneurs. And they created this event. It's a weekly event nationwide every Wednesday morning between around 8 and 9 a.m. And I actually, with the help of our other co-organizers, as we mentioned before, just oversee our local chapter here in the Omaha area. And a couple people, as I had my presentation, was catching on with chamber people, foundation people, and was getting referred to do it. One million cups kept being brought up. And they said, well, go check it out a few times before. I would say within the first five minutes of the first meeting that I went to, two people just came up to me and I had met a dean at UNO that we're, I think, going to have on here in a couple episodes uh, and a couple other interesting folks. And then it was just like fun. And it's a great group of people, very supportive. Yeah. And you hear something interesting every week. It varies. It's not all entirely startup presentations, right? What kind of things do people see when they come down and check it out? Yeah, I love that you said that it energized you because I can certainly say with the name implies <laughs> One Million Cups fills my cup up, so to speak. <laughs> there you like go. The energy and the community, that, that sense. So I'm so glad that you pointed that out because that's a big part of what we're trying to create with our One Million Cups chapter. But yeah, so One Million Cups... Again, going back to Kauffman Foundation, their vision is more targeted on supporting tech entrepreneurs, startup founders on that front. I will say that we have taken another approach. There are other folks that aren't quite in that startup tech founder mold where I think they still have a lot of valuable insights. So we like to mix those in occasionally, but typically speaking, it is those SaaS company, like tech startup founders, is what One Million Cups tries to target. And it's a great group. I was telling him about over 60 new subscribers to the Omapod, and I know 99% was from that meeting, from people that did it. At the end of it, and I guess just to take it from a presenter's standpoint, after the 15-20 minutes of mingling, Justin comes out, there's announcements, there's things going on, a preview of upcoming events. 
And then you're given the floor to address a pretty good-sized crowd, usually. What, do you, what would you say the normal attendance is? Yeah, so when my co-organizing group took it over, shoot, attendance was maybe 20 to 25 folks on a weekly basis. And now we've seen upwards of, for spike weeks, 70 attendees at Millwork Commons yeah. on a Wednesday morning at 8 to 9 a.m. Yeah, it, it blows my mind. I didn't think that was possible to right. pack that many people in that room so early in the morning. It's in the middle of the week. People have lives and got to take the kids to school and all those things. I think it's shown that there's a need for this, not only on the front of education, but also that inspiration piece, because there's a lot of people with those entrepreneurial mindsets that are looking to get started, but need a little help and they need those connections, that network. So One Million Cups certainly does that. And to your point, it, it does it pretty well. Every week we always hear from a, a founder, an entrepreneur, they get the floor for about 15 minutes to pitch or present and tell everyone what they're working on the trials and tribulations that come with that. And this is projected on a nice, big, not movie theater, but a pretty big, awesome presentation space too. And yeah, you get to do your full pitch essentially. And then you open the floor for questions. Correct. And very intelligent questions from very smart people, usually thought provoking insight and things too. Yeah. What Have you ever seen the trajectory of a business change just from the questions or what stands out in your mind that you've witnessed coming to all these from just the Q&A alone? Oh, goodness. We always end One Million Cups. Obviously, there's great questions from the crowd. There's a lot of folks that have built companies, that have invested in companies that attend One Million Cups and obviously ask some really great questions that provoke thought and help shape the course of someone's company or idea even. We see a wide range of folks that attend One Million Cups. Some have a full-fledged business and have been doing business for two years. Some are just like, hey, this is an idea I have and I'm going to pitch it to you. But we always end with how can the One Million Cups community best support you? Yeah, and that's really cool. The first time you did that, I yeah. didn't know that. Spoiler alert to everyone listening. But yeah, that's it's just a really cool moment, I thought, too. And Have you ever had any of those when you go to the crowd or to the founder or whomever, the presenter, and have you ever had an ask that's surprised you or anything that you weren't expecting from that? Yeah, I think One Million Cups is very much give first mentality, which is why we always ask, how can we as a community support you? So what resources can we give you, the speaker, the founder? One that really stood out to me, and I'm a little biased because he is my CEO. He's our co-founder of, of Workshop, <laughs> sure. where I work right now. And But instead of taking that opportunity to talk about, hey, give us references and right. this stuff. And he actually said, Rick Knudsen is his name. He's a really seasoned founder. He's a flywheel. Yeah, yeah. Flywheel days. Obviously, that was a big success uh, yeah. story here in the Omaha area. Now Workshop's doing some really exciting things that could go and even surpass maybe what Flywheel did. But to get at the question that you asked, he actually told everyone, just go to events like this. Let's make this community even bigger. Let's get more people interested in building startups here and also being first employees at startups. Do that because there's a really powerful tight-knit community here. And it's, but what if we could rope more people into it and the impact that that would have for Nebraska 
entrepreneur ecosystem as a whole. Like a rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. What did you think of my presentation? One, you mentioned it before, 8 a.m. Goodness, you brought the energy. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was obviously super fun to see. I had one million cups of, yeah. of coffee before. <laughs> so I was I could have flown out of there. The audience was very captivated in what you had to say. And Thank you. I think I certainly knew we've gotten the chance to get to know each other prior to getting you signed yeah. up to, to present. But Appreciate your um, thoughts and feedback, too, of course. But I honestly was even more jazzed up for this. Thank I, you. You already had me, like, chomping at the bit to see this happen. Yeah. But after hearing you really talk about it and get into it, and yeah, you sold me. That's <laughs> all I need. Thank you. And I just slipped $20 under the table to Justin for that. So that was a sponsored post. Not but uh, No, not quite. And let's go into your backstory a bit. Where did this passion for entrepreneurship and getting as involved as you are come from? Goodness. So I would say it probably started with my dad. He's a small business owner here in the area, has been doing it for 30 years. Just seeing him growing up, or rather not seeing him. Yeah. Right? Like he was out the door before I was awakened up for school, in the door at 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Obviously, I'm sound asleep. But he was always there for sporting events and made so i love him to death and it just instilled in me like this work ethic that i think was you don't really get unless you grow up with someone that is a business owner that's how i grew up too and it was a lot of spending time too on the weekends going out and involved in the business to a small extent and yeah but you really see it it's 24 7 yeah 365 i relate to that yeah and i think that was really like the first thing that was really crucial to like my archetype of where i'm at now and i think when i started to really figure out my entrepreneurial itch was in college so we, I took an intro to entrepreneurship class. We toured the Small Business Development Center, which is a resource on campus, on site. This is at U University of Nebraska, Omaha? Or? This was actually at Iowa Western. Oh, I okay. played football there, went to school, and last day of class before winter break, we went on this little field trip. Everyone's kind of checked out, ready to go off for winter break. They gave their pitch about how they helped small business owners and people that are entrepreneurial thinking and they also said hey let us know stick around if you'd like for internship connections and resources and pew. yeah once they got the okay to leave everyone was out i stuck around got connected with someone exchanged some information and it turned into an internship that really changed my life so was Transferring to UNO to finish my four-year degree because Iowa Western obviously didn't offer it being a junior college and Hung up the cleats for good. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. that tough? It, yeah, I've been a competitor in sure. that field for so long playing soccer and then football yeah. I was a kicker. Okay, which it's harder than you would think. I didn't know that. Yeah, interesting. It's a mental game. Of but course. I've been playing college sports haven't interned. There's kids my age that have I need to catch up. Got connected with a gentleman by the name of Tom Chapman, who, if you know anything about the entrepreneurship or business community here, Tom is a name that is yep. very familiar. He's been such a great resource for me and seasoned founder in his own right. Interned under him and just learned a ton. And he was actually able to get me plugged in and I leaned on him 
as I was transferring to UNO, University of Nebraska at Omaha. It's like, Tom, I didn't have the opportunity to get involved in extracurriculars at Iowa Western. They didn't offer them. It was football, class, sleep, eat. Like yeah. that, That's all I had time for. So he got me plugged into a couple and recommended collegiate entrepreneurs organization. So I became the chapter president of that group. I just was like not wasting any time. I had to catch up. I felt in my mind, I need to take charge of this. Led that for a year, won some national recognition as their chapter leader of the year. Cool. They had 260 chapters worldwide. So nice. Very cool opportunity. Why don't you tell us about how people can get involved that might be listening? Going back to One Million Cups, we have a LinkedIn page. And if you search One Million Cups Omaha, you should stumble upon that. We'll put uh, a link to it on the newsletter amazing. side. Yeah. If One Million Cups resonated with you, I know it was very beneficial for you. Tony yeah. would love for you to come out and give it a try. Come find me and I'll help. I always say this for newcomers. It's daunting going to a first time yeah. event that you've never attended. I'll introduce you to a handful of people just to help get you in the door. Real quick before we bounce out, what's it like to miss a field goal kick? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's tough. You're seeing it tumble through the air and it just misses. It's heartbreaking. Your heart sinks. Yeah. It's cruddy. Family There's, in the crowd. Yeah. And you have to jog off the field. Your teammates smack your helmet. Hey dude, it's all right. Keep your head up. Your coach is giving you an earful as soon as you walk off. It's a mental game. It really is. Yeah. That's Kicking is truly 80% mental, 20% physical. What's the biggest kick you made, game winner? Oh, man. So I have two that I go back on. One was actually a freshman in high school, 60-yarder during practice. But one, we had some running on the line. But two, my coach said, Krug, you make this. I'm buying you two large pizzas from Casey's. Oh, wow. The real yeah. money was on the That's, line there. So Talk about NIL. That's yeah. So sink it. And I actually didn't get the pizza until three years later. <laughs> I bumped into him and I said, hey, coach. And it was at a Casey's. Wow. Believe wow. it or not. And I said, coach, what about that pizza? He bought me two pizzas on the spot. <laughs> the other one was a 47-yarder to win it. That felt really good. And do you remember the misses more than the makes or a little bit of yeah. both? Yeah. Honestly, you think about it. You think about it for a long time. But if you're doing it right, again, going back, kicking some mental game, you just got to get it out of your head. And so. what's that? What do you apply from that to the business world in your career? Yeah. Shoot. These are good questions. I like this. Yeah, you got to keep your head up because you never, with kicking, yeah, you might go miss that kick, but you've also got a team surrounding you that can help you get another opportunity or another at-bat, so to speak, and you have to be ready for it. If you're thinking about all these other things, when you go up for that next opportunity, you got to be in the right headspace. Yeah. Follow through and execution, oh, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't work, and you got to deal with that. Yeah. Justin Krug, a lot of wisdom for such a young man. Appreciate your time today and everything and, and a ton of resources for everyone. We'll have some links on the page. Thank you very much, Justin. Tony, thank you so much. All right. Appreciate it.